Exodus chapter 5. I'd like to read verse 1 and 2 in your hearing, and then we will jump right into the message tonight. Exodus chapter number 5, verse 1, verse 2. We'll begin reading in verse number 1. Thank you for standing to reverence the Word of God. The Bible said, And afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Let's go to the Lord in word of prayer. Dear Lord, most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, I love you so much, Lord. Thank you for your many blessings, your grace, your love, your goodness, your kindness. Thank you for the sweet songs of Zion. And God, I'm thankful I'm part of that redeemed band. And one of these days I'll join that gathered in band. And I pray, God, for a little while tonight you'd help us around your word. God, you prepared this simple truth on my heart. And God, I want to take the message that you've given me, preach it with joy. And I pray, God, I preach in such a way tonight, God, that it would encourage the believer. God, challenge us, Lord, to walk closer to you. Lord, thank you, Lord, that we, uh, contrary to what Pharaoh didn't do, he didn't know you, but God, we get to know you. I want to say thank you for that tonight. Thank you for being my Lord, my Savior. And my God, I pray you bless us now, I pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. You might be seated. We're reading in Exodus chapter number 5, verses 1 and 2. And I told you a moment ago that I went, what the initial thought the Lord gave me, I just pinned down, was that Pharaoh did not know the Lord. According to verse number 2, he said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? Pharaoh questioned who the Lord was. And then he said, I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Pharaoh questioned who the Lord was. Pharaoh then declared that he did not know the Lord. So God's help tonight, I want to preach a message entitled, Pharaoh didn't know. Pharaoh didn't know. He questioned who he was. He proclaimed that he didn't know who he was. And because of this, because he didn't know the Lord, because he questioned who the Lord was, there are six trademarks we can find in Pharaoh's life, uh, six, um, six realities in Pharaoh's life that we can line up with one who does not know the Lord. The first thing we find that Pharaoh did according to God's word, and again, if you want to read it for yourself, you can read from uh, Exodus 5 through Exodus chapter number 12, and you can find the, the, the story chronicled in greater detail than I wish to go into tonight. But we'll find that because he did not know the Lord, because he questioned who the Lord was, because of this, number one, he mocked Jehovah. He mocked Jehovah. Um, I shouldn't have to preach this. We shouldn't have to hear this. this. It's so sad that this is a truth reality amongst God's people sometimes. We should, we should just be preaching on Pharaoh, but the truth of the matter is, is we need this reminder too. We don't mock the things of God. We don't mock the things of God. And I heard something just this past week. Somebody was uh, mocking something uh, that was meant to be holy. And I don't think that's very, that's real blasphemous in my opinion. That's just real. We don't do that. Who is the Lord? Well, you say, well, God told me. He said, well, who is God? Who does God think he is to tell me? Right. Right. Who, is God, who, is, who is God to tell me? Right. 
What Pharaoh was saying was, who is, who is this man, this proclaimed deity that you say is telling you to uh, emancipate these people from the land of Egypt? Who is the Lord? He began to mock Jehovah. He rejected his truth. He rejected his claims. And yeah, I know I preached about the false gods of Egypt last week. Can I tell you, Pharaoh, all he had ever known was the false gods down in Egypt. And uh, I, just like I mentioned this afternoon, uh, they were gods who had eyes, but they could not see. They had ears, but they could not hear. They had mouths, but they could not speak. But our God, instead of uh, just having eyes that can't see and ears that can't hear and a mouth that can't speak, we have a God who made our eyes and made our mouths and made our ears. And when he says, let my people go, uh, Pharaoh would have been well inclined to let his people go. He mocked Jehovah. Can I tell you, uh, we can mock a lot of people, but we better not mock God. God is holy. God is reverent. He should never be referred to or treated as he's the big man upstairs or he's just some higher power or, or he's just the God who sends the rain or just the God who blesses the crops. He is the God. God who is the creator of all things and he is worthy of glory, honor, and who is the Lord? Can I tell you? I'm getting ahead of myself. Can I tell you there will be times that you're on the mountaintop and you're just you're firm and God is good. But if you'll let the devil, when you find yourself in the valley low, you'll begin to question God. I'd be lying if I said I never had, or you I'd be lying, you'd be lying if you said you never had. We've all questioned the Lord. Um, but I'm telling you, when that creeps up, you better shut it out and you better run to the I mean, tell you, run to the Lord, ask for forgiveness. Sorry, that crossed your mind. Am I, am I the only one that ever deals with thoughts? They're like, man, where'd that come from? Right. Yeah. yeah, let's be honest tonight. But Pharaoh, he was not, it wasn't accidental or it wasn't out of frustration and it was out of defiance. And he mocked, who is the Lord? He didn't know the Lord, so rightly he mocked the Lord. If you hate the flag, America, uh, the red, white, and blue, if you hate the flag, of course you're not going to stand for the pledge. Right? If you love the flag, you're not going to let that flag touch the ground. Right? You're going to treat that flag with respect. When the, you hear the anthem, you're going to stand to your feet and you're going to put your hand over your heart. Why? Because you respect the flag. But if you don't respect the flag, you don't stand to your feet. You don't put your hand over your heart. You don't take your ball cap off because you don't respect the flag. And I tell you, Pharaoh did not respect our God. He mocked him, questioned him, challenged him, and showed him no reverence at all. Pharaoh is not a, he is not the only one in Scripture that we find that had this behavior, had this mentality, because there's been many. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the first one comes to my mind, he tried to defy God the same. And question, he was, he, in Nebuchadnezzar's mind, he was the great king. Well, little did Nebuchadnezzar know there was a greater king than he. Pharaoh, in his own right, according to uh, Egyptian religion, was a god in his own right. Brother George, he was, he did, well, little did he know he would pale in comparison to the true great God of heaven. He didn't know the Lord, and because of this, he mocked Jehovah. He didn't know the Lord, and because of this, he mocked Jehovah. Number two, not only did he mock Jehovah, but he magnified himself. He magnified himself. People who don't know the Lord magnify themselves. I've told this story before, but it's, it's, it just drives me crazy to think about it. Uh, there's a man that we used to go to church with when I was a youth pastor. And this man was a great man, good man, godly man as far as I know. Uh, he was sold out for God. I'm talking about Miss Meyer. If he felt the, the Lord was encouraging him to go, he'd go at the drop of the hat. He had no provisions to get there on his own. But he said, God said, go. He just went. He was one of those kind of people. And he was in the 
to serve. It felt like he was serving God, following his direction. And he got in a place. I mean, he went to a place that didn't have any family, didn't have any resources. I mean, he's a disabled veteran, to give you that. And he just said, God told me to go there, so that's where he went. And along the way, somebody gave him a piece of property and put a shed on it that he was going to convert into a house. And that's where he was going to live. And he said, look what the Lord did for me. And the woman whose property it was and whose money bought the building said, God didn't do that. I did that. Step away. <laughs> you step away from her. But it blows my mind because uh, you say, oh, it's awful. But so many people today, they like to take credit um, uh, uh, for a lot of things that God does. Right. Let's not uh, shortchange God, give Him the credit. And uh, if I have family members who will listen to this message, I'm not trying to be an, uh, offensive or insensitive. Uh, but I had a family member who was in a dark place years ago and was not doing good and was living a life unbecoming of a Christian. And thank God for grace, God changed his life gloriously. But one thing that gets on my nerves is the family keeps singing the praises of another family member as if this family member is the one who made the change. If this family member who's the one who came down and got him out of that horrible pit, if that family member was the one who uh, changed his life. I hate to tell you, a family member may have had a part in it, but it wasn't the family member who deserves the praise. It was the great God of heaven who came to where he was. It was the great God of heaven who came to where he was and took him out of that horrible pit and put his feet on a rock and put a new song in his heart. We, can, we say, well, they had part in it, but man, listen, you don't steal glory from God. You may play a role in God's mission, but he's the one of glory. I'm telling you, it just drives me crazy. I've shared this with my life. It drives me crazy. Everybody puts that family member on the pedestal, but it ain't the family member who delivered. It was God who delivered magnified himself. And you know what happens when you do that? You become like Lucifer. Ah, what do you say? What did Lucifer say? Isaiah, 8, uh, Isaiah 14. Ah, will be like the Most High. Uh, don't put yourself on, on God's level. I was talking to Jalen this morning, and it blessed my heart. He asked this question. He said, uh, you were talking about them umbrellas. He said, he said, my, he said, my situation is different than your situation. He said, I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. He said, well, what's my umbrella? I said, well, that's a good question, Jalen. I said, as long as God's first and you're under Him and you just make sure He stays first and you're under Him, I said, God's going to bless your life. The reality of matter people, they get messed up is they say, well, God's forsaken me. No, you, you didn't, God didn't forsake you. You bypassed God and exerted yourself on the throne of your life. I shared this in Sunday school this morning. I'll mention it again tonight. Uh, you know that wrestling match with uh, uh, between Jacob and the angel of the Lord uh, it was bless me, bless me, bless me. He, what, what the angel of the Lord tell me your name, surrender who you are. What Brother Bill, what that angel of the Lord wanted was wanted Jacob to prove who he really was. He was a trickster. He's a supplanter. He's a deceiver. And finally, he was relinquishing his will to God's will. Can I tell you, I won't go through everybody's names like I did this morning in Sunday school, but God's, God's blessing for your life is for you to get off the throne of your heart and for you to allow Him to sit there and let Him stay there. Amen. He mocked Jehovah because He didn't know the Lord. He magnified Himself because He didn't know the Lord. I'll say this. You can read through the account here in Exodus chapter 5 through Exodus chapter number 12. You know the story. But we find that because He did not know the Lord, also He manipulated others. What do you mean, Brother Jacob? I'll talk about the slaves in a minute. I'll talk about the Hebrews in a minute. But for whatever reason, my curiosity went to the magicians. Now, we don't do magic down on our house. It's not 
Uh, there's one thing for an optical illusion, but real dark magic right. using the spirit of demons to uh, do things that's not cool. We shouldn't be. We're not excited about it. All right, and. Uh, it's not cute. It's been really romanticized in America. Magic's just really cool. It shouldn't be, all right? But there were magicians down in Egypt, and we find that when uh, Moses and Aaron would go in, the, mag- the magicians of Egypt, they, would, they, brother Ed, they could do the exact same thing that Moses and Aaron did in some of the instances in the uh, demonstrations before Pharaoh. Uh, but we would find, as we mentioned last week, there were some things the magicians, they could not duplicate. They could not do what Moses and Aaron did. Ultimately, they couldn't do everything that God was doing. It wasn't Moses and Aaron, but they were the ones who illustrated that. But just humor me just for a second, for application's sake tonight. Moses and Aaron would come in and Pharaoh would say, Hey, get in here, magicians. Get in here. Do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. So what are you saying? I'm just saying it's a real bad habit if somebody doesn't know the Lord. All he wants to do is to manipulate others. Even if I want to, he spoke positively to the magicians. No, they were on. They might have been on the payroll, but he he didn't treat them right. He manipulated them. And I tell you, be very careful. Of people who all their only goal is to manipulate you. Yes, sir. Amen. Manipulation is not a good thing. Well, if I if I tell the truth, they're going to get mad. So I'm going to do this. You're letting them manipulate you. If your first reaction is not, what will God think? If your first reaction is, what is so-and-so going to think? You're doing something for the wrong reason. Amen. Amen. Owe me something. Uh, The... these um, magicians, they were the pawns of Pharaoh. They were uh, subject to his bidding, do this, do that. And th- he was asking them to do things that maybe things they had done, but asked things they could not do. And what, they, what he was asking them to do was, now, Pharaoh was defying God. But you know, he had these people, these magicians do. He had them be the ammunition against God in the fight against God. Be very careful trying to use somebody as your shield your dummy or your bullet in the fight against God. Because he didn't know the Lord, he mocked Jehovah. He magnified himself. He manipulated others, specifically the magicians. Not only that, we go beyond that manipulation. We think that because he did not know the Lord, he also mistreated others. Think about the Hebrews. God sent a a message through Moses and Aaron and said, let my people go. You know what Pharaoh did? You know what? I don't like that. I don't know the Lord. I don't like that. So what did he do? He made it harder on them. Uh, God sent Moses and Aaron in again and said, let my people go. What did he do? He made it harder on them again. Let, and again. And again. And he was providing some materials. And he took some materials away. And then again, took more materials away. Took more materials away. And what he was trying to do is make it miserably impossible on the Hebrews to do what they were supposed to be doing. And... Uh, in my opinion, build pyramids, all right? Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is this. Because he did not know the Lord, he mistreated others. Right. I said this a couple weeks ago in preaching, I think on Sunday morning, I'm going to repeat it again right here, right now. It doesn't matter what is going on in your life. You have no right of any kind to be ugly to other people. Right. Right. What, what, one, of the, one of my most greatest frustrations in life is somebody be having a bad time and they take it out on you and they're like, oh, my bad. Well, I just had a bad time. You just forgive me. 
Amen, preacher. That's good preaching. I'm not picking on it. I'm just telling you. A good practice to... Do I want to mistreat people? Yeah, yeah, I do. That's my flesh. Do I want to, do I want to holler and hoop and holler and act a fool sometimes? Yeah, I, I do. That's, that's my flesh. But you know what? Instead of mistreating others, but one thing I can do, one thing we all can do, instead of mistreating others, is shut our mouths. I wish there's a proverb, there's probably truths throughout, uh, throughout the Bible. But in the, I think the Bible says, Proverbs, when the multitude of words, there wanteth not sin. And a whole lot of words, sin's not missing. And a multitude of words, there's a whole lot of sins. A whole lot of sins can be avoided if we just hush our mouths. Can I tell you? The truth that we find out throughout the Bible, particularly in the book of Job, is that misery loves company. Misery loves company. If the only kind of friends there are in this life is the kind of friends Job had, I don't want any, by the way. Amen. I don't know why I'm bringing up Job, but his friends didn't treat him very well. Not, not good friends. If that's the kind of friends I, I have to have, I don't want any. I'll be all right uh, with the Lord. Because he didn't know God, he mistreated others. Not only to have servants. Remember, and remember, this is totally different type of captivity than that of Assyria and that of Babylon. Total different captivity. Remember, Joseph, he was higher up in Egypt. The, the Hebrews and the Egyptians, they were friends and they were blessed. But that's how Exodus starts. There came a new Pharaoh who did not know Joseph. So instead of there being a, neighbor, a, a neighborhood race of people that were accepted and welcomed in commerce in the land of Egypt, he saw free enterprise, free labor, a free task force. Mistreatment of others... Is, could be that, just like Pharaoh didn't know the Lord, he viewed people in the wrong kind of light. We shouldn't view people as, what can they add to my life? If you go through life and all you look at is, how can they, but how can they do me a service instead of how can I do them a service? Y'all follow me tonight. Well, I want to be friends with Brother George because blank. No. I, there shouldn't be, the, Brother George shouldn't just be an incentive in my life. Right. We don't mistreat others. He mocked Jehovah. He magnified himself. He manipulated others. He mistreated others. This is the saddest one. Because he did not know the Lord, he miscalculated danger mm-hmm. for all of Egypt. He thought he was just in a challenge with God, and it was just big, been no big deal. wasn't going to affect anybody. But what he learned is, Brother Ed, is the frogs affected everybody. The bulls affected everybody. The lice affected everybody. The bloody water affected everybody. The death of the firstborn affected everybody. This man who didn't know the Lord, it affected everybody around him. I'm going to get ahead of myself in the message tonight. But we better be careful what we do when we think it's not going to affect anybody. A good example of this would be Joshua chapter number 7, where the man Achan is mentioned. Achan was a man who stole uh, just a few items that God told him not to steal, hidden in his tent. It cost some 30, uh, 36 men their life down. AI, I believe it was, 36, I think is the number. Uh, 30, give or take a little bit. And uh, it, what happened is they finally 
finally found out what happened, what, who was responsible, and it did, they didn't just stone Ai. They stoned Ai, Ai uh, not Ai. They didn't just stone Achan. They stoned Achan's wife and his children and his grandchildren and his grandchildren's children and everything that he had, every every living uh, relative and every living thing that he had, and stoned them down in the Valley of Achor. Y'all believe your Bible, don't you? Better be careful. Pharaoh was totally disregarding the fact that there was going to be danger to those around him. Not only it cost somebody across town from him, not only it cost somebody down the street from him, but ultimately it would affect somebody down the hall from him. Let me say that again. It affects somebody somewhere, maybe somebody a little bit closer, then it'll affect somebody, that person that's right under our nose. He mocked Jehovah, he magnified himself. He manipulated others. He mistreated others. He miscalculated danger. One of the most dangerous ones is this. And lastly, he mutilated doctrine. God said, let us go. Okay, these plagues are getting on my nerves just a little bit. And I don't know how your God keeps doing them. And our, our, our magicians, they're, they're combating that. And they're, they're duplicating what your God's done. This is, Pharaoh's kind of getting a little aggravated. All right, you can go. But just your men. Y'all can go, but not your old ones. Y'all can go, but you, can, you can't take the children. Well, every person can go, but you can't take the animals. God didn't say just let the men go. God didn't say just let everybody but the young ones go. God didn't say just let everybody but the old ones go. God didn't say all the people without any livestock can go. God said everybody go. What for? What for? To worship. Why did they have to have the animals? They were going to make sacrifice unto God, and uh, beyond Egypt. And Pharaoh tried to change what God said. You say, "What's well, the big deal about that?" That's exactly what Satan did. He tried to take God's words and put it on his terms. Yea, hath not God said, "Ye shall not die"? No, God said, "You shall." Surely, die. Change one word. Just one word. Just not. Just took the word "not" out. Pharaoh was mutilating scripture. I'm getting ahead of myself here. But what the what the serpent did and what Pharaoh did looks like child's play to what a bunch of Christians do. Mutilate. Well, that's not really what it says, or that's not really what it means. Well, you know what? The reason it says that and it shouldn't say that is because that you know this one should be Aramaic, and this one should be from this text, and this one should be from this text. The Bible either said it or the Bible didn't. And I'll be honest, I found some guys here recently, they believe the King James Bible is the inspired and air infallible Word of God, and amen. But what they say is, well, the reason there's that problem is because it's not God's fault, but King there was a problem. It wasn't God, it was a problem with God, it was a problem with King James. Or there wasn't, it wasn't God's fault, but the human the human writers added stuff. Or it's either God's word or it isn't. I'm serious, brother. If I believe that this Bible was corrupt and it was no different than a book you can pick up down at the store somewhere. If it was no diff- if this was not the inspired and erred and fallible word of God, if it wasn't God's perfect word, if it wasn't God's holy book, if it wasn't the best book, as one of my boys called it the other day, if it was if it wasn't the best book, the right book, the perfect book, I would go home and do something different with my life. 
but so many people they're like, well, and what they did is they poke they poke holes in King James, yeah. they the the man they poke holes in the translators. Yes, they, they say, oh, it's not wasn't the translators, it wasn't the king's fault. It's it's the text fault. Mm. And what they do is they just tear apart the Bible, and there's you know the Bible's perfect and it's historically accurate and it's right, but times change. The reason it said not to teach women because they weren't allowed. Women weren't allowed to preach then, but women are allowed to preach now. Now I don't believe women are allowed to preach now because women weren't allowed to preach in God's word, not because of culture, but God said that women weren't allowed to preach. Husband, one wife. Husband, one wife. Unless she's married, unless she's playing for the other team. Amen. God's already condemned that. Y'all okay? Amen. put a doctrine with his own. You say, oh, I would never do anything like that. But here, here's the case. You know, people, people do just like Pharaoh did. I know what the Bible says, but, but. I know the Bible says this, but I feel. What you're saying is, is your feeling supersedes God's Word. You're doing nothing different than Pharaoh did by mutilating Scripture. I'm going to wrap up. He mocked, because he didn't know the Lord, he questioned who the Lord was. I'm talking about Jehovah God. He mocked Jehovah. He magnified himself. He manipulated others. He mistreated others. He miscalculated danger. And he mutilated doctrine. And you say, well, that's six. Yeah, I did six. So six is the number of man. <laughs> what a horrible list. Six things. The number of man. Everything's against God. Magnification of self. The mockery of God. Mistreatment. Manipulation. I'm talking about mutilation of doctrine. I mean, disregard totally for the well-being of others. Hor- what do you agree tonight? What a horrible list right horrible list let me present a question in conclusion if I just described a man who claimed that he did not know the Lord then why do these descriptions frequently fit people me included that claim to know the Lord say that again if I just described a man who claimed that he did not know the Lord, then why do these descriptions frequently fit people, me included, that claim to know the Lord? This is a list for a man who... Who is the Lord? He didn't know who the Lord was. But we, on the other hand, we know who the Lord is. And why are we doing the same things he did? Pharaoh didn't know, but we should know. We shouldn't mock God. Honor Him, respect Him, glorify Him. Kids got to learn, hey, hey, don't don't say that, don't say that. Throwing whole, one of my sons has got to, one of my sons has got to have a throwing holy as an adjective on things. He doesn't mean anything about it. I say, hey, hey, time out, time out. Holy's for God, the Bible. God, the Bible, church. That's it. We're going to leave holy there. You know, holy anything. That's one thing I didn't, I didn't know when I was a kid. There, so people got in the habit of, of something. It was apparently popular back in the early 2000s. People saying, holy cow. And I, I made the mistake of saying, holy cow, from my dad. I was like, hey, hey, hey. 
There's nothing holy about a cow. What I didn't know is what I had a child learn was you don't say holy cow. You don't put holy in things that aren't holy. But what little did I know is holy cow is giving credence to Hinduism where they do worship cows. I didn't know that. So we got to teach y'all. But as grown adults, we, we shouldn't mock God. We shouldn't mock God. I, y'all are going to judge me for this. Uh, I'm, I'm wrapping up. I, um, I used to love watching wrestling back in the day. Amen, Brother George. You used to love wrestling. Don't, Kenley, don't. Still, still does, okay? But I remember I went and spent the night with a boy who lived down the road from us. Our parents were friends, and we became friends. He was a year younger than me. And I went up, we went upstairs. We, we was playing the room. We were playing action. And I walked, and I saw something on his door that I'd never seen before. I guess I missed this generation. And it's like, it bothered me. It said, Austin 316. I was hang on, it's, it's John 360. He said, no, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, they made it Austin 316. That's mocking God, friend. That's mocking God. We don't mock God. You say, well, that's trivial, Brother Jacob. It may be a trivial example, but there's a lot of areas where we see God mocked, and we, we don't say anything about it. Don't mock God. Don't magnify yourself. People say, well... People say, well, i got to make myself smaller and then he'll get bigger. I think it's backwards. It's he must increase and I must decrease. If he'll get big, you'll get small by default. It's not you get small and he'll get big by default. You make him big and you will get small by default. I hope that makes sense. Don't manipulate others. Don't let use people as pawns in your life. It's one thing to have influence. It's a totally different thing to manipulate others. And lead people around by the nose. It's not right. It's not true. Man is to have but one master, and that is God Almighty. Don't mis- I'm not going to preach here long. Don't mistreat others. We are sir- we-, we are all the children of the Most High God. Amen. I'm going to throw this out. And I- I'm trying to hurry up. I'm trying to close. I don't like people being ugly to each other. Period. But one thing that aggravates the fire out of me is when if is if a one of my sons is laughs at the other son his misfortune he gets hurt he's in trouble something's that drives me bonkers i mean just crazy anger i'm just be honest we don't laugh your something brother's got something wrong with him we don't laugh that he got hurt we don't laugh that he's having a hard time we that's just hateful and that makes me upset how much more does it make god upset when his people Treat his other people bad. We're all on the same team. And I close. When we make our decisions, we better know that there are people who are going to follow us. And it ain't just going to affect you. It's going to affect those around you. Maybe somebody down down the way. It might be someone across the street. But it may be a person down the hall. Be careful. Let us not be guilty of taking the doctrine of God and doing to it what we want to. But, or I feel, or I think, or there that's not what it really means. This is for a list for a man who did not know. I don't want to be guilty of doing the same things he did, and he didn't know the Lord. If you said, hey, th- these are things Hitler did. <laughs> I don't do anything Hitler did. Well, here's man who is just as godless. These are things he did. I don't want to do that. I know. I know.
Pharaoh didn't know. I'm done preaching tonight.